Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. Welcome back to Bible Breakdown. Mike is working today. Audio sounding good. <clears throat> Hopefully no fuck ups. We'll see. And it's a Sunday. It's all so. good. It's all good. I know I was just thinking earlier, like we're, we don't usually record on Sundays. And like right now, a lot of, of the good mis- Midwestern people where we live are probably sitting in the church pews, folding chairs, stadium chairs right now, getting their yeah. daily dose of Jesus. Well, I always thought it would, that's why I kind of been trying to shift it towards Sundays because I thought, you know, it'd be nice, nice counterbalance to. You want it um, to what? I thought it would be a nice counterbalance to shift our recordings to Sundays. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm into it. So you were saying earlier you were listening to some dude. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know the name of his name off the top of my head, but he has a YouTube channel slash um, it's Valuetainment. Good dude. But I've heard this speech by him a few times and he was just like, you know, I came from nothing and I, you know, I didn't have any connections. I didn't go to um, like big Ivy League schools or anything. Um, I had a 1.8 GPA. I couldn't even get into school. He went into the army, yada, yada, yada. He said he started his first business. It failed. And so when he finally, you know, became successful, you know, he was sitting around with some, um, you know, people who did take the Ivy League route and all this stuff. And they were asking, like, you know, what school did you go to? And he was like, I didn't go to school. And they were like, well, you know, basically, how did you become successful? And he was like, I literally just found 20 books on a subject and I would read 20 books on that subject and I would just solely focus on that. And then I would move on to something else and I would focus on that and read 20 books on that and then go to something else. I read 20 books on that. And I was like, you know what? I spent a lot of my life uh, avoiding the work in some mm, cases. Say that. And and I was just like, I'm going to just try that for the next six months. I'm just going to read the 20 books, you know, so to speak, whether they really are 20 books or just like sit down and read the material. Because I think that a lot of that is the difference maker between people who are good and people who are great. And then also just people who are okay and people who are good, you know, it's like actually wanting to put in the work. Yeah, um, there's the primo and there's mid and Reggie and all that stuff. There's levels to every game. Yeah. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just I'm taking your point. Yeah. 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 And I want to, you know, in the industry that I'm in, um, a lot of us are chasing the same coin. And there's a lot of talent, but I think there's also a lot of misdirection. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of initiative. But I think, you know, just initiative alone does not sustain success. Oh, for sure. I think that's why we see a lot of, um, you know, people on the spectrum in our field, because you have to be able to like fixate on something for so long. Yeah. And And if that's not your nature for a lot of people, that's hard to do. It's not in my nature to get bogged down in the details all the time, but But it can become your habit. If it's not it your nature, ha- it, be- it can become a habit. I actually, one of the books I'm going to be reading, I, I listened to the audio book before, but the power of habit, since you just talked about habit, um, it's a good book. Um, I listened we, to we it. We become our habits. 
Well, yeah. So, which is why I was telling you pre-pod that um, I'm the next six months. I just want to, you know, just read, exercise. I actually lost like ten pounds over these last couple of weeks. <clears throat> Most of it was probably water weight, but um, you know, over COVID, I probably gained like twenty or thirty pounds, and so I want to go back down to at least like two hundred, um, one ninety, two hundred. Um, I want to be solid again. So I've been going to the gym a lot more. I mean, I was doing that a lot even when I was in LA, but clapping up. Yeah. Big claps up for that. I'm actually trying to put on weight. I'm trying to get thick for the summer. That's why I'm on the pod right now, eating bean soup and corn chips. Um then you know, you just gotta exercise, man. I am exercising a lot. You wanna make sure your um, you know, your your tools stay working you heck know? yeah i just want to look good naked that's it like i would like to look good naked yeah as well, that's so, it yeah. i just don't want to have to be like you know what i'm gonna keep my t-shirt on i just don't want to feel like that and i've had moments where i feel like that but then i always think of tony soprano and i think that guy can walk around then i can walk around is tony soprano your role model <laughs> In, you want to be like Tony? Ways. I don't want to be like Tony, no. But I relate to that. I actually just turned my roommate on to um, um they never seen the podcast. Uh, my roommate's non-binary. <clears throat> Born as a woman, <clears throat> now identifies as non-binary, although she still looks like a traditional woman. So if I say she sometimes, then we forg- forgive me. We forgive you. But what did they what did you put them on to? Um, to the Sombranos. Um, oh, for real? They never seen it before. Obviously heard about it. Obviously know about the you know mixed ending. Sure. Um, but I was like, yo, we should like watch this because I'm um, very curious to get of, their take on it. They are a fan of cinema, a fan of stuff. Um, but it's just an investment. Um, they usually listen to, or I'm sorry, they usually watch and consume media that's like you know movies, which is a two hour investment. And I was like, yeah, you know, this is like gonna be 86 episodes so that's like an 86 hour investment so uh and we also started watching um severance too we finally are caught up okay. on all the episodes so we're gonna have some reviews for you coming soon on that if not on this then definitely on the upcoming trends of trent i'm here for it you ready to get started not really get people ready to get the the good book today will you um catch everybody up with what we talked about last week all right last week or not last week not last week i'm sorry last last episode right i I mean for them it might be last week but anyway maybe Um, i've been better but last pod we talked about some rituals and uh, moral holiness we talked about the penalties of violation or for violations of holiness and went to the holiness of priests uh you know it's the same stuff we've been pretty much talking about for i don't know x amount of books now rules rules and more rules um and (laughs) If you're here, you know by now um, that we just give our take on those. If this is your first time tuning in and you stumbled across this because of the uh, algorithm, well, then welcome. This is Bible Breakdown Podcast, and we like to go through the new revised standard version. Uh, we originally started with King James, but it was like reading Shakespeare. So <laughs> we went with the new revised standard version because it's already been translated by those in the field of theology and religion. And so... Here we go. And and I'm Kat. And I'm T. Yeah. And we get into it. So we're going to, um, you know what? And we're talking about what we have talked about. You know what we still haven't talked about? 
um uh hell like every christians always want to threaten you at hell but there's been no mention of hell so far and we've been doing this for like months i had a conversation last night with my roommate where apparently there's a concept out there um they don't i don't think believe this i can confirm if it is something of interest but apparently there's a concept out there where people can believe in god but don't believe in hell oh yeah I, i never i never would have you know put that together i just thought it was like you know when you meet a mom who has oh a kid, yeah they, i feel like a, the catholic church deal. has been kind of like walking away from the concept of like fiery hell and i've kind of been redefining it because basically well we'll get into that later let's just read this book that's a discussion for a whole nother day we could have a whole episode on the concept of hell and how it's mostly derived from dante and cartoons leviticus okay. 22 the use of holy offerings The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Direct Aaron and his sons to deal carefully with the sacred donations of the people of Israel, which they dedicate to me, so that they may not profane my holy name. I am the Lord. Say to them, if anyone amongst, if anyone among all your offspring throughout your generations come near the sacred donations, which the people of Israel dedicate to the Lord while he is in a state of uncleanliness, that person shall be cut off from my presence. I am the Lord. No one of Aaron's offspring who has a leprous disease or suffers a discharge may eat of the sacrifice donations until he is clean. Whoever touches anything made unclean by a corpse or a man who has an emission of semen and whoever touches any swarming thing by which he may be made unclean or any human being by whom he may have been made unclean whatever his uncleanliness may be the person who touches any such shall be unclean until evening and shall not eat of the sacred donations unless he was washed unless he has washed his body in water when the sun sets he shall be clean and afterwards he may eat of the sacred donations for they are his food that which died or was torn by wild animals he shall not eat becoming unclean by it i am the lord They shall keep my charge so that they may not incur guilt and die in the sanctuary, for I have profaned it. I am the Lord. I sanctify them. No layperson shall eat of the sacred donations. No bound or hired servant of the priest shall eat of the sacred donations. But if a priest acquires anyone by purchase, the person may eat of them. And those that are born in his house may eat of his food. If a priest's daughter marries a layman, she shall not eat of the offerings of the sacred donations. But if a priest's daughter is widowed or divorced without offsprings and returns to her father's house as in her youth, she may eat of her father's food. No layperson shall eat of it. If a man eats of the sacred donation unintentionally, he shall add one-fifth of its value to it and give the sacred donation to the priest. No one shall profane the sacred donations of the priest of Israel, which they offer to the Lord, causing them to bear guilt, requiring a guilt offering by eating their sacred donations. For I am the Lord, I sanctify them. Acceptable offerings. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel and say to them, when anyone of the house of Israel or of the aliens residing in Israel presents an offering, whether in payment of a vow or as a free will offering that is offered to the Lord as a burnt offering to be acceptable in your 
behalf. It shall be a male without blemish of the cattle or of the sheep or the goats. You shall not offer anything that has a blemish for it will not be accepted in your behalf. When anyone offers a sacrifice of well-being to the Lord in fulfillment of a vow or as a free will offering from the herd or from the flock to be acceptable, it must be perfect. There shall be no blemish on it. Anything blind or injured or maimed or having a discharge or an itch or scabs, these you shall not offer to the Lord or put any of them on the altar as an offering by fire to the Lord. An ox or a lamb that has a limb too long or too short, you may present for a free will offering, but it will not be acceptable for a vow. Any animal that has its testicles bruised or crushed or torn or cut, you shall not offer to the Lord. Such, such you shall not do within your land nor shall you accept any such animals from a foreigner to offer as food to your God, since they were mutilated with a blemish in them. They should not be accepted on your behalf. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, when an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall remain seven days with its mother. And, and from the eighth day on, it shall be acceptable as the Lord's offering by fire, but you shall not slaughter from the herd or the flock and animal with its young on the same day. When you sacrifice a thanksgiving offering to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that it may be acceptable on your behalf. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall not leave any of it until morning. I am the Lord. Thus you shall keep my commandments and observe them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name that I may be sanctified amongst the people of Israel. I am the Lord. I sanctify you. I brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Thanks be to All the right. Lord. Um, well, I don't know if this was mentioned before in the Bible, but so uh, priests can have offspring, daughters. Like, I thought that's not a thing. So you're thinking about the Catholic Church. You have to remember that the Roman Empire and the way that a lot of powerful people, uh, power structures do reappropriated Judaism and turned it into Catholicism. So even though Catholicism is using this as a playbook, originally this was this predates Catholicism by thousands of years. So they're oh, just talking okay. about the priests of Israel who were in a nomadic sheep herding society. So their main currency would be livestock. And then, yes, they could have sons and daughters like there was no that. Um, and actually, even at the beginning of the Catholic Church, priests could marry and have children. But when the church figured out, like when the priests died, their families would inherit some of their wealth. They came up with that. No, they can't have families. And, and you take a vow of poverty. So all your stuff goes to the church. Interesting. Yes, okay. it is. Um, very interesting. I love history. Yeah, this is why history is interesting. It is. It is super interesting. <clears throat> In addition to um, that, I don't know. What do you got? What did you take from it? That basically this is a scam. Like this is why people don't like black <laughs> women. We're going to be the ones pointing out like, hey, this is some bullshit. So you're telling me that. God is mad, you know, like Bill Burr did that thing. So you tell me there's gods everywhere, but 
I got to go here to see him. He's in this little tiny room inside of the sanctuary that only the priest can go into. And to get God to be mad at me for, you know, breaking one of his many rules, one of which isn't raping. There's nothing against raping or slavery. You know, all the things that really, really hurt, you know, women and vulnerable people. Nothing against Mm -hmm. that. But anyway, so I have to if I'm rich enough, I could take, you know, one of the male uh, goats and take it to the priest. And he basically has a barbecue and only the priest and the people that live in the priest's house, not his son-in-law, though, but only the priests that live there. They're the only ones who can eat it. I can't even eat it because I'm a lay person. But you can still see how like the vernacular from this stuff is made it into the Catholic Church. You can see how like there's remnants of this and they're using this they're pointing to this to be like hey this is god's book and we're following it but obviously we're not doing this stuff like instead we they do mass and it's a symbolic sacrifice and they're kind of still that's what's crazy to me like why are we still doing this this is obviously this was just a scam playbook and i guess that's where one of my biggest issues of the bible comes in is that it becomes this um this pick and choose because the way I was raised is like you know a sin is a sin no matter the magnitude like all sin is created equal all that type of stuff and that just also translates over to like you know the bible you have to take it and like this is literal people I've heard people say that the literal word of God and so when I get into these other spaces and it's like oh no we're just going to filter out the things we think should work and then we're going to kick the curb kick to the curb everything else it becomes like I don't know. It's frustrating for me and ultimately one of the reasons why I just walked away. I was having this conversation last night. I think I've been checked out of Christianity and religion for longer than I thought. I think like it's been like high school. Like I just didn't, I just stopped caring um, because nobody would give me answers. (laughs) And one of the biggest things, so what I would be like was, um, I've probably told these stories before, but for those of you who haven't heard, uh, one of the biggest things was when I was asking a question to, I I vividly remember, like, my teacher, um, this was, like, sophomore, junior year, and I was just like, so, you know, you're telling us this, and this is, like, the word of God, and, you know, we should follow it, and as long as we do that, we're going to heaven, but what about the people who, you know, live in another country and who've never had this experience? Like, you know, this was around like, this is several years after nine 11. So I was really thinking about like Muslim kids in my mind. And I'm just like, you know, cause they're in school right now and somebody's telling them the exact thing, the same thing you're telling me. So who's to say who's right. And then he just couldn't give me an answer. And I was just like, this is bullshit. Then this is kind of bullshit. Like, and then when I got into like, entertainment and i started off doing acting and stuff i started off doing like gospel theater like you know like tyler perry type stuff and um (laughs) in one of the plays this dude he was a good kid he's a teenager too by the way he's a teenager so in the play he's probably like you know 16 17 years old um maybe 18 because i think he was just about to go to college But in the play, he's a good kid. He just doesn't pray and he masturbates, you know, so like, but that's it. Like, that's really what like he and he cusses or something. He might smoke some weed or something like that. But he's pretty much a good kid. Like he gets good grades, all that. So anyway, he ends up getting killed in the play. He goes to hell. And I had a real issue with that. So I asked the writer director at the time. um, I was like, yo, 
you know, why did you make him go to hell if he was a good person? And he was just like, well, he didn't give his life over to God. So that's why, you know, if you don't give your life over to God, you're going to hell. And I was just like, yo, I don't want to be a part of this then. Like, I don't want to be a part of a religion where, like, I I feel like I'm a good person, but because I didn't fucking go to church and because I wanted to jack my dick off, like, I got to go to hell? Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, you created me with the with the urges. Like, you know, as to quote Bill Burr again, like, you know, if I build a car and the car doesn't work, I don't get fucking mad at the car. You know, like, you have to look at what you did wrong. So that's just my logic with it. I know that might burn some of you guys' blood up, but, uh, yeah, that's how I feel about it. I don't, I don't appreciate this stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, and it sounds, this is why, you know, I I like you because you have principles. You're like, I'm not going to just, because there's a lot of work. Like, you could probably make a very comfortable living, like, as an actor in a Christian movies. You know, they make them all the time. They make Kevin them fast Sorbo. and shit. Yes, you could be like Kevin Sorbo. Like, you uh, could be, and you're, I've said this before, like, you'd actually make a really good preacher. I think I would, too. Yeah, like you'd be great at it, but you're too principled. And that's ultimately a good thing. But you mentioned like the character, like he's going to hell because he um, doesn't pray and masturbates. <laughs> Which well, is, I just think that's that's so weird. Ridiculous. And and I've, I've lived my life both ways. I when I was a believer, I didn't believe in like touching. Like, seriously, I was like, well, I'd already had a child before I ever had an orgasm. Cause it's like, there's just no masturbation. Like, and you can't figure out what feels good to you kind of without that. And so I've lived my life with lots of prayer and no masturbation and now living with lots of masturbation and no prayer. One is definitely better than the other. Like you can even do like sex manifestation. Like that's even more reliable than prayer, you know, like at least I'm like programming myself and you know, but it's just interesting. I hate the demonization of sex. I mean, it's all how we got here, but we've talked about this. We stuff have. More. This is one of my biggest beefs with the Bible. Like, and I take your point too, like with the hell doctrine about how people are going to hell because, like I said, like you you aren't following these very weird rules. But then, like you, like people who creep, you know, commit atrocities because they profess faith and they're supposed to be, and it's it's all dumb. Last point I want to make on that before I jump to my um, section is. Also, you know, when you're because, again, in the play, the kid is like he's about to go to high school. And I just think about like, you know, me now reaching middle age. It's just like the things that you don't know or like the, the experiences that you don't have and the, the awareness of the world that you don't have at like 17 years old or 18 years old. It's just like to punish a child and be like, well, you're still going to hell. <laughs> because you didn't like you didn't even give them time to like be able to grow into that and it was not obviously not their fault that their life got cut short so i just again feel like that might not be the best answer like bill Burr uh, said you, know, you made me horny and bad at math this box. is you know he's like you made me horny and bad at math i'm gonna go to i'm gonna go to a titty bar Are you in it's like that's just this is kind of your thing like yeah our brains don't even fully develop until we're 25 and then like in these societies most people died at 30 so you only got like five years of good brain function before people you know were tits up so yeah but okay leviticus because this is like 44 verses so leviticus 23 that's what she said (laughs) 
Uh, Leviticus 23 appointed festivals. The Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, these are the appointed festivals of the Lord that you shall proclaim as holy um, convocations by appointed festivals. The Sabbath, the Sabbath, Passover and unleavened bread. Six days shall work be done. But the seventh day is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord throughout the, your settlements. These are the appointed festivals of the Lord, the holy convocations, which you shall celebrate at the time appointed for them in the first month on the 14th day of the month at twilight there should be no there should be a passover offering to the lord and on the 15th day of the same month is the festival of unleavened bread to the lord seven days you shall eat unleavened bread on the first day you shall have a holy convocation you shall not work at your occupations for seven days you shall present the lord's offering by fire on the seventh day there should be a holy convocation you shall not work at your occupations the offering of first fruits the Lord spoke to Moses, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when you enter the land and I am giving you and your reap its harvest, you shall bring the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall raise the sheaf. He shall raise the sheaf before the Lord that you shall find that you may find acceptance on the day after the Sabbath. The priest shall raise it on the day when you raise the sheaf. You shall offer a lamb a year old without blemish as a burnt offering to the Lord. And the grain offering with it shall be two tenths of an FF of choice flour mixed with oil and offering by fire of pleasing odor to the Lord. And the drink offering with it shall be of wine one fourth of a one fourth of a hen. You shall you shall eat no bread or parched grain or fresh ears until the, that very day until you have brought the offering of your God. It is a statute forever throughout your generation and all your settlements the festivals of weeks and from that day after the sabbath from the day on which you bring the sheaf of the elevation offering ooh, that was a struggle and from that day after the sabbath from the day on which you bring the sheaf of the elevation offering you shall count off seven weeks that shall be complete you shall count you shall count until the day after the seventh Sabbath, 50, 50 days. Then you shall present an offering of new grain to the Lord. You shall bring from your settlements two loaves of bread as an elevation offering, each made of two tenths of an epath. They, they shall be of choice flour, baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. You shall present with the bread seven lambs a year old. Seven, seven. <laughs> you shall present with the bread seven lambs a year old without blemish, one young bull and two rams. They shall be a burnt offering to the Lord, along with their grain offering and their drink offering, an offering by fire of pleasing odor to the Lord. You shall also offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs a year old as a sacrifice of well-being. The priest shall raise them with. The bread of the first fruits as an elevation offering before the Lord, together with the two lambs, they shall be holy to the Lord for the priests. On that same day, you shall make proclamation. You shall hold a holy convocation and you shall not work at your occupation. This is a statute in all your settlements throughout your generation. When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not reap to the very edges of your field or gather the gleanings of your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the alien. I am the Lord your God. Man, he says that a lot. The festival of triumph, the festival of trumpets. The Lord uh, spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel saying in the seventh 
month on the first day of the month you shall observe a day of complete rest a holy convocation commemorated with trumpet blast you shall not work at your occupations and you shall present the lord's offering by fire the day of atonement the lord spoke to moses saying now the tenth day of this seventh month seventh month is the day of atonement it shall be a holy convocation for you you shall deny yourselves and present the lord's offering by fire and you shall do no work during that entire day for it is a day of atonement to make atonement on your behalf before the lord your god for anyone who does not anyone who does not practice self-denial during that entire day shall be cut off from the people and people who does any work during that entire day such a one i would destroy from the midst of the people you shall do no work it is a statue forever throughout your generations and all your settlements it shall be to your sat to you a sabbath of complete rest and you shall deny yourselves on the ninth day of the month at evening eve from evening to evening you shall keep your sabbath the festivals of booth the festival of booths the lord spoke to moses saying speak to the people of israel saying on the 15th day of this seventh month and lasting seven days there shall be the festival booths to the lord the first day shall be a holy convocation you shall not work at your occupations seven days you shall present the lord's offering by fire on the eighth day you shall observe a holy convocation and present the lord's offerings by fire it is a solemn assembly you shall not work at your occupations these are the appointed festivals of the lord which you shall celebrate at times of holy convocation for presenting to the Lord offerings by fire, burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each on its proper day, apart from the Sabbaths of the Lord, and apart from your gifts, and apart from all your votive offerings, and apart from all your free will offerings, which you give to the Lord. Now, the 15th day of the 17th, or I'm sorry, the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the produce of the land, you shall keep the festival of the Lord lasting seven days, a complete rest on the first day and a complete rest on the eighth day. On the first day, you shall take the fruit of majestic trees, branches of palm trees, boughs of uh, leafy trees and willows of the brook and you shall rejoice before the lord your god for seven days you shall keep it as a festival to the lord seven days in the year and you shall keep it in the seventh month as a statute forever throughout your generations you shall live in booths for seven days all that are citizens in israel shall live in booths so that your generations may know i made the people of israel live in booths when i brought them out of the land of egypt i am the lord your god thus moses declares the people of israel the appointed festivals of the lord thanks be to god yeah um sounds like the hebrews like to party or not even really party it seems like it's a lot of giving your livestock to the priest and then sitting around yeah uh, you know when i was reading this i was really thinking that this just sounds like i don't know man it's just like a like a way for them to almost like how today i guess we like we write something into law or we you can amend like a law or amend like a rule or something in society like i just feel like this is just what that was for them and then like somehow this text got picked up by priests and churches or whatever and they were just like you know we're we're gonna use it for this now um i don't know this is this is all really weird uh, in the con but i'm obviously looking at it through the lens of you know, the privilege of modernism. You are pretty privileged. 
we both are. And that's the thing. We are looking at this with very privileged eyes. And like when I think of, you know, family members, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like you guys paid all this money for me to go to school. You know, you wanted me to get this education. And it actually does. You know, I I talk about this. One of my favorite scenes Mm. from Sopranos when Willow is trying to explain to Meadow or what I call her. You call her Willow. That's uh, (laughs) Will and Jada's (laughs) different family. My bad. Thank you for the correction. Meadow was explaining to Edie Falco's character. What's her name? Mm-hmm. Com- Com- yeah. Yeah. Uh, Car- Car- Carmela. Carmela. Car- yeah, her mother on the show about how like uh, some novel, some classic novel was basically about, you know, the main character was gay. Mm-hmm. And Carmela was like, no, he wasn't. And it's like, girl, yes, he was like you. You sent me to these expensive ass schools to learn this stuff. This is what it is. It's like that's mm-hmm. the like the message behind it and karma's just like all mad and i'm like oh my god this is just like when i try to explain stuff to my family about this religion thing it's like yeah y'all send me to these religious schools they taught me the game this is the game it's like if you pay attention like all you have to do is pay attention like and read like it's all right there but if you just listen to how they're interpreting interpreting it then they're they're running the playbook they're running game on you and got a lot of your money yeah. yeah. Like, because we don't do livestock anymore, but you've been giving them 10% of your income your whole life. You know what you could have done with that? I was discussing that last night, actually, about giving part of your money to the church. I, I don't know. It's necessi- no, it's God giving you 90%. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I don't inherently have an issue with that. And what I mean is, like, you know, you pay for insurance for something that might happen. I only have an issue with giving money to the church when it's like what you get in return as a society is very minimal, at least in my experience. And this may be different in other people's parts of the world, but I just feel like all the money that my grandmother or aunties or whatever gave to the church, like they never learned. They, there were never any financial literacy classes or they never allowed them to set up like some type of investment portfolio with any or of even offered them space as like a vending space and didn't offer them any vending space um i spoke about this a few pods ago like uh when my stepmother's mother passed away so my step-grandmother um like they had to pay the pastor to come out and speak and i was just like wow and this person was a member of that church before this man was even a pastor so like that is just really wild to me like that Mm -hmm. you just wouldn't you know give up two hours of your time just to come you know say a prayer minister yeah 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 so i um i don't know yeah this is it makes me very cynical when you read this and then you know you go on to read other works about how this was used and has been used and to me it's always very telling too for this they sure will they sure will they will and they'll definitely like not hire you for jobs or try Mm -hmm. to get you to yeah it's a whole thing especially out here did you see uh the thing with disney how yeah families are now pulling out of going to disney because they reversed their don't say gay bill because you know what's so crazy is like a lot of the people that probably work for disney are you know these um people who identify as you know gay or whatever and so to now i guess because it's being played as like disney caved to their employees but it's like well 
yeah, I mean, you kind of should too, right? Because they work for you. And if they left, then you wouldn't have anybody. But like a lot of families are like, oh, I no longer respect Disney because they want to be woke, quote unquote. And like, they've always know, been though. Like re- they're one, they're I, one of the first companies that ever extended like benefits to gay employees. Like, and that was like in the nineties. Like they've been like that. People just want great. something to be outraged about. But you know, I think the paradox of the situation though is like it, Disney has a lot of non-traditional um, like gender roles and families working for them but they still have a lot of media and content that they put out is still very like conservative quote unquote conservative yeah and and, it's family and so and it reinforces this family friendly boy meets girl uh type of (sighs) storylines yeah it's a lot man well you know what it's a corporation so i do not look to them for morality um and i'm a uh, fun fun story the first time i ever got hit on by a woman disney world mm-hmm. oh nice. yeah she gave me a free sprite how old were you i was 18 nice. how old was this woman i don't know you know she was just one of the people working there it didn't go anywhere she mm-hmm. just i was just just very memorable because at that point in my life, I've been on hit on by guys quite a bit, but that was the first time a girl had ever hit on me. So, oh man, okay, yeah, you want to bring us home with uh, these 23 verses? Sure, Leviticus 24 the lamp. The Lord said to Moses, saying, Command the people of Israel to bring you pure oil of beaten olives for the lamp, that a light may be kept burning regularly. Aaron shall set it up in the tent of meeting outside the curtain of the covenant to burn from the evening to the morning before the Lord regularly. It shall be a statute forever throughout your generations. He shall set up a lamp. <clears throat> he shall set up the lamps on the lamp post on the lampstand of pure gold before the Lord regularly. Bread for the tabernacle. You shall take choice flour and bake twelve loaves with it. Two tenths of an epath shall be in each loaf. You shall place them in two rows, six in a row, on the table of pure gold. You shall put the pure frankincense with each row to be a token offering for the bread as an offering by fire to the Lord. Every Sabbath day, Aaron shall set them in order before the Lord regularly as a commitment of the people of Israel as a covenant forever. They shall be for Aaron and his descendants who shall eat them in a holy place for they are the most holy portions for him. From the offerings by fire to the Lord, a perpetual due. Blasphemy and its punishment. A man whose mother was an Israelite and whose father was an Egyptian came out among the people of Israel. And the Israelite's woman's son and a certain Israelite began fighting in the camp. The Israelite woman's son blasphemed the name in a curse and they brought him to Moses. Now his mother's name was Shilometh, daughter of debris of the tribe of Dan and they put him in custody until the decision of the Lord should be made clear to them the Lord said to Moses saying take the blasphemer outside the camp and let all who were within hearing lay their hands on his head and let the whole congregation stone him and speak to the people of Israel saying anyone who curses God shall bear the sin 
one who blasphemes the name of the Lord shall be put to death. A whole congregation shall stone the blasphemers, aliens as well as citizens, when they blaspheme the name shall be put to death. Anyone who kills a human being shall be put to death. Anyone who kills an animal shall make restitution for it life for life. Anyone who maims another shall suffer the same injury in return, a fracture for fracture, eye for eye, tooth for tooth. The injury inflicted is the injury to be suffered. One who kills an animal shall make restitution for it, but one who kills a human being shall be put to death. You shall have one law for the alien and one for the citizen, for I am the Lord your God. Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, and they took the blasphemer outside the camp and stoned him to death. The people of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses. Thanks be to God. Just Bible justice. That's terrible. Yeah. This actually makes me think of a woman that I've um, worked with. Anytime that I've like taken the Lord's name in vain, she'll stop me and be and tell me like, hey, you shouldn't do that because there's some sins that are unforgivable and like God will not, you know, you can't come back from and all this type of stuff. And I'm just like, man, <laughs> wow. Wow, the power of this this book just continues to fascinate me. It's honestly. really the branding to, around it. To die for something that you said is really ridiculous to me. It is. And this, like, wait, what, you you said and, and but you see why there's a lot of people who haven't been outspoken against the Bible because it's just like with uh the Quran. It's the same prescription if you talk shit. You know, all of a sudden you're Chris Rock at the Oscars. Oh, gosh. That's going to be a cultural reference for the rest of our lives. It will be. Will Smith also resigned from the Academy. Whatever. What? <laughs> we can have this conversation offline I anyway. For the, I, I just, for the, I, there's so much about that situation. It's so, the reason no, people are talking about it because it's so layered. And um, we don't need to bring it up. We addressed it last. Yeah. Part. But basically, yeah. the reason I didn't like that situation is because I don't like it when people hit other people for talking like talking isn't physically hurting you. And if you don't have a response for it, I get it. Like, I've been disliked that before where I'm like, oh, shit. I remember one time this dude told me my uh, weave looked like it could be Noah's art because it was so dry. And this <laughs> I mean, it was just basically telling me my weave looked dry, okay? And so Yeah, but even but that literally makes Well, because no in sense. the story Noah's ark was the only thing that kind of stayed above the water, everything else got drowned, so you know But it still was wet. It was in the water. It was like, like the inhabitants that, of Noah's ark. I get what I get I, I whatever. Right, fine, At the time it was very Stupid. funny and hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> and so and I didn't have anything back to say because his hair looked fine. So, you know, it, it happened sometimes. I could have punched him or just been like, you know what? I And actually, he was telling the truth. I'd been struggling with the weave earlier. I was trying to revive it. It wasn't great. I needed to throw it away. But here we are. And so a lot of times I just don't like, I don't like this lesson at all, but it turns out Bible God's like, you talk shit, you, you, you catch these stones. 
I feel like violence is not an answer. It's only a um it should only be a rebuttal to a situation that there is no other option. Yeah, like that's why I say you got to stay ready, you know, art of war, stay ready, mm. but like I never want to Sun Tzu, stay ready. Yeah, I don't want <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point. But like, but also analyze your decision, you know, and actually, though, like you you only want to engage when you know you can win. And a lot of times because I don't you know, the viewers can't see me. But if well, you see Wilson my knew he could win. exactly, he played it really well, like he's not hurt in any way. And actually, but he's losing. And um, I mean, that's less work for comp- him. He, he- has stuff to do. He'll be fine. That's the thing. He can start. I mean, yeah, he'll, this is the thing. Let me just say this. Okay. The fact that he took the initiative to resign, like, one, let me also say that I'm a big fan of Will Smith. Did he make a decision to do something that was questionable and probably shouldn't have done? Absolutely. But like, I think, just as I say for everybody, we have to give people the space to grow. And yes, he's in his fifties, whatever. But you know, this is a continuous thing. So, do I don't think he should have to give back his award. Do I think he should be suspended? Of course. I don't think he should have had to resign, even if he did it himself. But I also genuinely think Will Smith is a good dude. And I think Chris Rock is a good dude. So, like, I don't want this situation to, like, because now they're like, oh, we're going to put his films on hold and all that. I'm like, this was not that. Because you didn't do this when Harvey Weinstein was raping people. Okay. You didn't, like, let's, Like, no one's really at like, risk. You know, that's the thing. Like, like you have to analyze. That's this is why not a continuous thing. Some of the people who got canceled, I was like, eh, like this doesn't like this wasn't great behavior, but they're it's not predatorial. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. here's the other thing I didn't realize before this, because, you know, of course, I don't talk to these people very much. But like Chris and like Will have like history, like they they've been having right. be hit all, The three of them have been like kind of talking or not. I don't know about the three of them. I know Chris Rock's been talking shit. So. It's his job. It is his job. That is his job. And he's good at it. (laughs) Also, like, to have... Even though that joke was dumb. I want to say for the record, I didn't like it. It wasn't even a joke. It was just dumb. I mean, it was it was low hanging fruit. It, it was, was just like, Jada's bald. Ha ha ha! It was it was it was it was a light jab. Yeah. It was a light jab. It was no, but he I, made a documentary called Good Hair. He knows like black women and like hair. Like okay. you really don't are in front of these white people. Path? Yeah, we are because it's like you want to talk path? about a black woman's hair in front of these white folks. Yeah, let's 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 talk about it. Okay. Don't do me. Like, that's the thing, too. And my whole thing is, like, you could have let Jada handle it. Like, that's the thing, too. I might have, um, like, but that's the thing, like, for me, when I'm handling. She wrote it us. But my whole thing is. That was her handling. That was her. Exactly. That was a perfect response to it to me. But I thought that was a great response. But, like, you know, for me, whenever I'm handling stuff, it's not a performance. Granted, I'm not an actress. But, like, when I want to handle stuff, like, especially, like, with my kids, I know, like, a lot of Black parents, like, they make it performative, like, discipline performative. Like, they do it in front of people to, like, shame them or whatever. I've never Mm -hmm. been a fan of that. I feel like that doesn't really get the lesson home. Like, it embarrasses you. And then, of course, you want to, you know, avoid that embarrassment and shame. But if my lesson, what what I'm really trying to teach you is what is appropriate and inappropriate behavior, I'm not going to exhibit inappropriate behavior to teach you about inappropriate behavior. Oh, you mean like a cop um, speeding to chase you because you are also speeding? No, that's a little bit different. <laughs> like that's that. No, not that. That's an uneven metaphor. 
but <laughs> it's it's mostly just the I don't know who we're never talking about it. We weren't supposed to talk about it, but yeah. I don't have. A, I mean, I'm good with talking about it now. I was telling my roommate that I can talk about it with people who either it's going to be this conversation or it's just going to be like, man, yeah, that shit was crazy. <laughs> we leave it at that. And anybody else who's going into like, I'm defending Will Smith and the action more so than like him himself. I'm just like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with you. But with that being said, yes, he made a documentary. Chris Rock made a documentary about good hair. Again, nobody's, but this is the thing. Everybody, we expect people to be perfect and we're not even fucking perfect ourselves. We're so like, not. that's the thing. Like everybody's like, oh, Chris Rock got what he deserved. Like, and he knew better because of, okay. And you've done shit in your life where you knew better and you still made the bad result too, or the bad judgment and too. And I think so about, like, well, you know what I really didn't like about it? What bothered me the most was the fact that it shows how un, like devalued black men are. Because if yeah. he had smacked any other sort of like identifier, like if it had been a a white man or a white gay man or a woman or a black, it it couldn't have been anybody other than a black man. And it was a black man smaller than him. You knew this man was not a physical. He was not a physical theorist. Why. And so whenever you're putting your hands on, it's like when you beat kids, it's like this isn't right. And like, that's the thing. If you want to fight, like fight, make it a fight. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And I didn't that like that. Why. I think that was cowardly behavior. Yeah, and I don't condone yeah. that. I do, but I but I love a I love seeing a black woman defend or you know anybody who wants to defend their spouse. It's I get that, defense, but like I said, though. yeah, she he wasn't even like late. It wasn't even <laughs> like he was going in. He was just, but it wasn't a good joke and it wasn't cool and it really should have been handled. I, I would have been cool with just like I said the yelling, to just how he reacted after he smacked him. I just would have been cool. With the or I so actually like, I would have okay, been cool with that either. Like let's just like <laughs> real cute. And it's like no, no, no. I think sometimes we talked about this. Sometimes you gotta let my fucking no. That like, that's the whole. That, that was the whole impetus. I mean, that's not. Smack. You say that. I don't say that. <laughs> I said we talked about this. We do. We have talked about it, but I don't agree with you that. You don't sentiment. agree no. with that, yeah? Okay, that's fine. I still feel like yeah. Sometimes you gotta make your point, and you gotta do and it. And you like, ended up whatever. like rewarding I, I don't, him because his tour sold out within the hour. Yeah, but that's what happens with this shit. Is like. The more, I mean, we're talking about it now. Every other podcast in the world is talking about it. Everybody, in, in I know we're gonna be all late. This is gonna be like a month after it lives is talking about it. So, like, all you did was make Chris Rock more famous. Yeah, I, you like Kanye like, did Taylor. So, who actually, and actually, who won in the end? He kind of won in the end because he got slapped, and now his tour is fucking sold. Yeah, but also he had to get <laughs> slapped on national television. Like, they're gonna talk about that at his funeral. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Like, this is, like, going to be the defining moment of his life. Fuck all those specials. Fuck those movies. Fuck your TV show. Fuck your kid. And your legacy. None of that stuff. It, your life is going to be. And what's crazy is I, I like Chris. I Rock. do, too. I don't think he's that funny. I don't think he's that funny. Oh, I like his older I like stuff. Like, um, I feel like his last I, special wasn't that good. But, like, his. Was that Tangerine? Tambourine. Tam tambourine yeah i thought that was the best thing i've ever seen him do For real like that wasn't my fave i don't think his other stuff i liked is his funny. show on hbo to me that a lot of times that sent me into tears and i liked uh good hair i thought that was really really good i never saw oh it. we should watch that hair. yeah it's um you're gonna just totally let that ride what? <laughs> i'm joking people by I the way i'm joking i said i'm a i said i never watched it i don't care about black oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm totally no. I, I know yeah, that's, that's not true. I know that's not true. 
I'm just trolling. I gotta I gotta stop that though because I was told recently my sarcasm can be taken as a because I'm very dry. Yeah, it can be taken as like I'm being for real. And there are some people don't who say, don't register sarcasm. It's the lowest form of communication, from what I've been told. A, I don't think so. I like it a lot, but I do understand that it's not for every but that's occasion. Why we're exactly. Like that's well, no, that's why I had to double. I had to clear and say I'm, I'm joking. Yes, because like, this is a product don't bring for this everybody. Out 10 years from now, and be like, he said he Aww. didn't care about black people, and that's the problem. I'm like, no, no, I'm totally heard it here. T doesn't care about black people. <laughs> okay, <you can> stop. <laughs> they got me on tape too for the last film I did. We were talking about um because I said a particular black woman I don't find attractive, um, and. I was breaking down my reasoning why and then they were you know they tried to spin it like oh you don't you don't like black women I'm like no that's not what I'm saying I just never have thought this person is attractive but I don't see I think this is the thing when I say people don't and we can wrap this up people because you don't give a shit but when you say somebody's not like when I'm saying I don't think somebody's attractive I don't mean it like you're unworthy of love or you're unworthy of finding somebody who will value see the value in you i don't think that at all i think we often don't separate the two though like when you get rejected in real life people just think like oh this person doesn't like me and doesn't give a fuck about me but no maybe just not a fit that's all i have to say I mean, that's fair like you're you're allowed to have preferences on like who you do and don't find attractive it i've observed you for years now you seem to have a large variety of like you you ain't got no type i mean there's a large variety if you do like you seem to like all types of I mean, women was... okay we'll leave it there We'll have this conversation off. I mean, I'm just looking at your resume. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't. I don't want to say anything that's gonna <laughs> get misconstrued. Yeah. So, like, okay, okay. Well, let's talk about what we're gonna talk about next time on the Bible Breakdown. Next time on Bible Breakdown, the sabbat the sabbatical year, the year of jubilee, and that's gonna be uh, the rewards for obedience penalties for disobedience Ooh, I like that and votive offerings alrighty these are some long stuff I mean at least we kind of got a story in this last one about the woman who is an Israelite but she married a Canaanite and her half Z son um, got all mouthy about the Lord so that was kind of a story. I'm ready to get back into a narrative. Stumped. Like, I'm really excited to get into, um, like, the, uh, when we start getting into, like, the prophets, like, the king wars and the kings and all that stuff. <laughs> he got stoned. Okay. <laughs> that, that sucks. I mean, he did for talking that slick shit. And I think that is, too, why in history, like, it. that's why I do, like, America like the fact that they put that in there you have the freedom of speech we're not allowed to kill you for talking i mean that's not it's not people still get killed for talking huh? so like, <laughs> i said but people still at get least killed we give that. lip service to it most places historically did not even do that they were like keep your goddamn mouth shut or the government is coming to kill you <sighs> i just have a problem with that on so many layers like whatever happened to sticks and stones people well, you, it's kind of like I was thinking today about how, like, what. Also, words do hurt, so that 
that uh, song or whatever the fuck it was is kind of bullshit, but the, the message is... There. I get it. All right, let's wrap up. <laughs> let's go, because we could go on this. We'll, we'll just have to save it for next time, but please join us next time on Bible Breakdown. Reach out to us at Bible Breakdown podcast at gmail.com and um, yeah, we, we, um, we love you guys. I don't know you, so. I do. Thank you for your support, though. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Peace.